0: you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword
1: partner. These two guys have
0: Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and John ja on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes, we have Minnesota sports flowing in our veins, and we also have romance flowing in our brains. Or our veins and brains. We have romance flowing in both after watching What Women Want for Romcom Rewind here. We're closing in on 100 total movie reviews and this might be the last one until we go on hiatus for a while because we got Vikings training camp coming up so Judd's going to be Judd's viewing time is going to be spent at practice watching special teams drills. So it might watching be men sweat. Time. Yes. Which uh Which, yes, you can find all that breakdown on uh, the Purple Daily Podcast on YouTube channel. But, boys, we've got Action Movie Rewind. We've got Sports Movie Rewind. We've got Rom-Com Rewind, where we landed here today for What Women Want, the year 2000. (laughs) A Mel Gibson classic. Let's just get right into it here. Nick Marshall gets a whole new outlook on life when a fluke accident gives him the ability to read women's minds. At first, this gift provides Nick with way too much information, but he begins to realize he can use it to good effect, especially when it comes to outwitting his new boss, Darcy McGuire, at the Mm. ad agency. Mm. 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus says, even though Gibson is a good sport in his role, what women want is rather conventional, fluffy, comedy romance that doesn't make good use of its premise what use did you want to make? <laughs> was there supposed to be some like higher meaning to this movie? I don't know. Really, I have, no I have a comment kind of
2: on it later on that I might get to in a statement, but okay. that is kind of a goofy way to put it though.
0: Okay. $70 million budget because there were some big, at the time of this movie, there was a couple yep. of big A-listers here, maybe more $374 million at the box office. This was a huge blockbuster yeah. hit in 2000. They did just fine, thank you very much. Came Critics. out of my
2: birthday, I believe, December fifteenth, right? If I remember wow. looking up right. Whoa! I was wow, eight dude, years dude, old. Man. I did not see this in theaters, but I was sure. eight years old.
0: <laughs> Mel a- Gibson, Helen Hunt, Lauren Holly, Marissa Tomei. Hmm. I thought I saw like a young Adrian Brody at one point working on um, the working not in the him, ad agency.
2: But uh, the main woman in American Horror Story sagas, she's the assistant. I believe that dates the European guy. I gotta look it up quick. Okay. Um, you'll know the name once
0: I say it. Lauren, and Holley. then the gal. Yeah, uh, I said Lauren Holly. So, yeah, Sarah Paulson. The, Sarah Paulson. The, okay, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, and then there's the the, the the gal who plays yeah. the the woman who is about to kill herself at the end. She's in like every rom com around this time. Of, this like early two thousands. So um, production notes: the biggest one I have here is that Mel Gibson was on top of the world around the time of this movie. He's coming off throughout the '90s, like late '80s, '90s, four Lethal Weapon movies. He's coming off of The Patriot, also came out in 2000. So he had probably the the two of the biggest movies of the year in 2000, and then Signs came out like a year later, oh, which was another wow great movie. Love Signs. Yep. So and then Helen Hunt, man, she was also just like '90s into the early 2000s. These are two major A-listers. Lauren Holly coming off Dumb and Dumber. Like four years earlier.
1: This is about three years after Twister,
0: right? Twister was 97. Yep, somewhere in there. So she was banking it at that time. So a lot going on here. Um, Let's start with Judd here. We'll go around the room. Statements about what women want. Okay, my first statement is on the uh,
1: two aforementioned main characters uh, played by Helen Hunt and Mel Gibson. Um, Nick and Darcy are both despicable people. Wow. Nick and Darcy are both very, very despicable. Um, and, and they don't try and hide it, but it's sort of hard to root here because Nick, you know, at, at the end, he fully admits that he took his power and basically abused it to steal Darcy's thunder. And Darcy, you know, is, is talked about through the film as a mover and shaker herself a shark if you will so like this is two this is two characters that were very deserved each other and there weren't any there weren't a lot of redeeming qualities to hmm. them because they both basically tried to further advance things for them and in Nick's case he had you know a pretty special power and he used it just to make himself try and look good and to push push Darcy out because he didn't trust her to start the film.
0: So, OK, you kind of like the second thing you just said there opens up a whole new can of of topic, which we'll get to. But I don't I, I definitely had notes about how Nick is a yeah. despicable, disgusting human. I don't know that I would say Darcy is also like, why do you think Darcy is a despicable human? What well, because, did she ever do in this movie that was like, oh, my God?
1: Well, they, they had talked about her before before the film or before she appeared and she was coming o- over from a company and talking about the fact that she, she had been a shark. Now Nick might've been ma- making that up, but like at the end where they're like going to get together still. And she says, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to have to fire you. Yeah, but does that, and of and course you like, have what? to fire him. Yeah, and break up. With, and why I mean, would you
0: even want to date him at that point? Well, but like, that's guy, my point, though. And he like, says she's he's still a gonna freaking date... chimney, dude. Like, she's, I mean, like, is like still the...
1: going to date him? I I don't like either one of hmm. these. I I actually at that time, I did like both actors. I didn't like either one of the characters much because I mean, yeah, why why would she be like even consider dating this guy when he just fessed up that he basically used your ideas before you
0: you could. Because he knew what they were. How that whole premise, by the way, I don't know. How is it provable? Like if so, he stole yeah. her ideas that Good were point. in her head, right? I thought that too. Yeah. So if you're her, would you think that? Would you think that he stole your ideas, or would you think that you just work really well together and that you like have the same thoughts well, on on ad strategy?
1: The end is very weird because it's almost like we have to wrap up this film. So, like, we're just going to leave these questions hanging because the film's done now. Go home. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: Yeah. Okay, there's so much. Let's keep going here. There's so much. Judd has opened up about five doors here. So, Dex, go ahead. All right, my opening statement is I would hate this power. I'd
2: absolutely hate it. There's not a single superpower, if you will, that I would want less than being able to hear people's thoughts and read people's minds. I would loathe it. I would not, I'd be so insecure. I would be hearing things I didn't even want to hear. There's not a single superpower that I I would want less in this entire world than being able to read people's minds. I know we've like kind of talked about superpowers before on four question Fridays, I think, or just in passing. But in general, that idea, that whole premise, being able to control people and manipulate people because you're reading their minds, it freaks me out. And I'm too insecure also to not to know what people are thinking about me and they're talking behind my back. I would hate it. I'd absolutely hate it.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of that way when it comes to like, you know, people like what do they say behind your back or whatever. Like, I don't care or want. I don't. First of all, I don't care. I also don't want to know. Yeah. You know, if you're mad about something, go blow off some steam over there. I don't want to hear it, and then we can reconnect. You know, whenever you're over it, right? But Mike, so Mike, one day though,
1: like one day of that.
0: I well, okay, let's 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 have this conversation. Because I disagree with Declan. I think, I don't know, I wouldn't I wouldn't want this, like, inundating me every single day. Right. Agreed. But I think, and I'll just move into my next statement. I think if you had the power, there's, there's, if you had the power to read women's minds, that's one thing. If you had the power to read everyone's minds, that opens up a whole new door. Because now it's like, how would you use that to your advantage? I feel like he used it very poorly to his advantage. Hmm. He used it to, like go one rung up in the company that he works in, right? He used it to like go from a director role to like the, you know, vice president role or something. And then he used it to like get into some women's bedrooms that he could already probably get in anyways, you know, by just doing his old thing. Is there a bigger play here that Nick was missing? Hey, you can read women's minds. Is there like a big, could you become something bigger than just like the leader of the creative division of a smaller ad agency, you know?
1: I think though, from the time that he he got the ability by what the hair his foot was still in the bathtub and the dryer or no the bath the the hairdryer fell into the bathtub, which by the way I think might kill you, but since it didn't kill him, well, that's why um, they didn't have
0: him in the like submerged. Yeah. I think if he was submerged, you'd wonder like, well, why isn't he dead? But it yeah. was like, oh, it's just his foot, so maybe he's so not dead. I don't know how that I,
1: works. I think when that took place initially, like he didn't know what to do and didn't like it at first. I will say this on a personal note. I think it was important in the film, at least as far as they were concerned when they wrote this, that he did was able to curry favor with his daughter. Cause like they were clearly very estranged and she had no respect for him. So like, I think the most productive thing he probably did was he, he could empathize with her, but yeah, as far as the corporate goes, you would think that he could have done a lot more.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking more, I guess per, like professional, like personally awesome. Yeah. Like he mended fences with his daughter or whatever. You know, he like upped his dating life, which is great. But like, could he have taken better advantage of it professionally? Yeah. Yeah. I think is my biggest question.
2: Uh, a random two production note that I, that we skipped over there. So his daughter um, plays the oldest, ver- the older version of no, no, excuse me. I, I'm butchering this. Uh, the HBO series, The Last of Us, which just came out, it's based off a video game. It was a very popular show in, in the fall here in HBO. That daughter is Ellie's mom. That, that you get to meet at, at the end of the series. And I was okay. trying to figure out who she was, and I looked it up, and she's Ellie's mom that gives birth to Ellie, and then Ellie's immune from all these zombie apocalypse life that's going on, and that's the premise of The Last of Us. Um, but I could not, I was trying to think for the life of me who that was, too. And it's, oh, my God, it's Ellie from from The Last of Us, too, for those fans out there, too.
0: Okay. Do you think, just real quick, back to the to the question here, do you, all right, I know that Declan doesn't want this power, and I would feel like I, I kind of, like, I don't know. This feels like almost too much. But if you had the power, how would you use it professionally? Like, personally, there's only so many. You find a great woman or something, right? Like, whatever. How would you use it professionally? How would you use it to, like, make money or gain professional status?
2: I would interview every GM in town and read their mind and then use it for my advantage on scoops. Okay. I would I would be able to interview Derek Falvey and Bill Guerin and figure out what they're actually linking. Did what do they call want on to do? Paul
0: Goldschmidt? Did yeah. You, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: I think yeah, that's, that's one, one I could use professionally. Yeah, I
1: think if you're a if you're an actual boss in a company, I think it could be useful, especially for like trying to hire the right people. Uh, as an employee, I'm not sure. Like, I would just like the power for one day just to see, just to see what people think and stuff. But yeah, I'm with Declan. Like. I wouldn't want it in perpetuity because I think it would just clutter your mind beyond belief, man. Like, I think, how would you manage it?
0: I think I would, you know, I just got done watching like a week of the world series of poker, $10,000 main oh. event where the winner won $12 million. I think I would go just play in the $10,000 yeah. world series of poker main event because you would That's essentially know what everyone's yeah. cards are. Right. Yeah. Now, if you could only read the women's minds, then there's only like 5% of the players are women. So you'd have to find, you know, some other way, but. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I think he, I think Nick, Nick should have thought bigger. Maybe. I think Nick is at the end of the day, an
1: incredibly simple guy. Like there was a lot that indicated that he was, he, he was sort of the Riggs character without the aggressiveness.
0: He was, yeah. He was like a corporate Riggs or something. Yeah.
1: He's just playing sort of Mel at that time. (laughs) Um, or, or I should say certain Mel characters because he, he was actually in some some good films in which she played much deeper roles yeah back to me yes there, there's a common theme here that i feel like our films because they're all from around the same or many of them are from around the same era but the common theme is this marissa Tomei is an absolute jewel mm-hmm. marissa tome makes every film that she is in big parts and small better um this was she was great again And it's not that the role is huge, but she plays that sort of spurned gal slash girlfriend so well. And it's funny. And she's got, she's just, she, she had the full arsenal of acting ability that I thought was just fantastic. I would argue that in this era and she made a lot of coins. So, but Helen hunt was sort of a one trick pony. She always sort of just played, yeah, Helen
0: Hunt
1: yeah yeah which yeah. is fine but I mean she's sort of it's uh, sort of boring at times Marissa Tomei is the exact opposite never boring hilarious um I just thought that she was an absolute uh, a queen of this era of films when she appeared in them
0: but here's uh, on uh on Helen Hunt for a second because I just pulled up her list of movies too so she had a crazy run you see how this budget got so bloated so she was Twister, like Judd said, in 1996. As Good As It Gets with Jack Nicholson in 1997. Yep. yep. And then, let's see here. Then she didn't act for a few years. Uh, cast Away and Pay It Forward in 2000, plus mm-hmm. What Women Want. So all wow. those in the year 2000. That's yeah. That's like she could basically retire. And so from that point forward, she... And she was in other stuff, too, but, boy, that's like... That's a really crazy run of four big time blockbuster movies. Yep. And yeah, Marissa Tomei Love Marisa. It kind of feels like she's always in like either the the really good sort of B-level movie or she's like the the C star in an A-level movie, right? Yes.
1: And she's she's perfect at it. Yep. She yeah.
0: She embraces it. And she's been in other like other stuff too that's bigger, but, but Yeah, she's uh she's pretty excellent. All right, back to Declan. All
2: right, I feel like my statement was This is there is some unnecessary physical humor in this movie. There are times there are times that Mel Gibson is trying to play Chevy Chase. And it it was really confusing for me to watch that whole bathroom scene, which I know gives him eventually the power. But he's tripping on pearls and he's tripping on things and the nylons don't fit. He's trying to be Chevy Chase. And this movie has nothing to do with being physical humor. It's just supposed to be, you know, this ad agency guy who can read women's minds and manipulates it. There there is like then this weird theme of this movie that they want him to be Chevy Chase. And only like Chevy Chase and Chris Farley and Jim Carrey. Like that is a very specific breed of acting. And it's great. Steve Martin, too. But I have no idea why for parts of this film they tried to make Mel Gibson into Chevy Chase. And it was very confusing to me.
0: Yeah, well then there was the there was that creepy. And I guess this kind of blends into one of my statements, which is Nick was just really creepy for the first three quarters of this movie. Oh, yeah. Because yep. the, there was that one physical comedy scene where he spills coffee on that woman's shirt or blouse. And then he, like, starts to wipe it off her. Yep. And then, of course, insta- like, if you would never put that in a movie in 2023. Oh, it's kind of amazing how, uh-huh. how fast times have changed. But even though it was just like, I don't know, he's not, yeah, he's not, I don't think of Mel Gibson as being like that type of actor, but he I actually thought he played it off pretty well. It was a pretty, this might've been one of the more like wide ranging roles that he was ever asked to play in his career from having to be like misogynistic to then being empathetic and you know all the physical comedy and all this stuff on the creepy front. God, my list includes spilling coffee on the gal's shirt and then wiping it off and copying a feel. He like squeezes her and she like laughs and kind of uh, he tells the chubby gal to stop eating the donut as he's walking by. Like, ah, maybe maybe it shouldn't. Maybe not. And then he's at the coffee shop. And then we find out later that Marissa Tomei actually really did want to go out on a date with him. But like before he could read her mind she tells him no like a hundred times and then he grabs her hand and like forces her to say yes, to go on a date with him. Yeah. Yeah, That's just um, like,
1: Oh, that'd probably
2: be an issue. Yeah. I wrote down this film would not fly in 2020 plus culture. This would not not even 2020. The last like six, seven years of culture would not fly in a day's type of type of cinema.
0: And even just like the whole premise of, oh, my God, there's a woman that's going to be in charge of this department? Oh, God. You know, and then making all the wisecracks about whatever.
1: Do we have a list of who was up for the character of Nick besides Mel?
0: I don't see anything.
1: Because Dex is right. You know who, who at this time would have been a prime candidate? Jim Carrey. Chevy Chase, by that point's too yeah. old. Yeah. But Jim Car- Jim Carrey was doing a ton around then, and he could have been a candidate. You know I'm what? Trying I to think, think the, the, the
0: problem with Jim Carrey at the time is I don't think you could take him seriously as, like, a romantic partner in a I movie. Agree. I agree. He, he was too much of a goofball in the late 90s. Yeah, it depends and, on, what, on, now.
1: on how he played. Because, I mean, his... His ability to at that time turn on a dime for characters was really impressive.
2: Like M- Mike Myers, you know, was big with Austin Powers around this time, but I don't yeah, Mike I don't Myers think wouldn't have flown. No, That wouldn't have worked.
1: No, because um, Mike Myers doesn't play enough. Like, like Jim Carrey is so good right. that he, he can actually transform himself. Mike Myers, no chance. No, no. Chevy no, Chase, too
2: old. Too, yeah. Steve Martin, too old. Yeah. Steve that it just wouldn't would work. work yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we should mention, too, unless maybe you guys did, and I just didn't hear but Alan Alda was in this movie, and he was one of the stars of MASH, one of the Mm all-time popular TV shows in in the 70s and 80s.
1: In fact, my my mom went to high school with him. Really? They're the same age. Well, she's dead now, but they were the same age.
0: Wow. In
1: California, they were high school classmates and, and friends, I guess, too.
0: Wow, that's crazy. That's a great fact yeah man mm-hmm. i still i think mash is still the most watched non-sports tv yes. event right i don't think it'll be eclipsed because at
1: that time there were cable was around but it wasn't prevalent yet so i don't think it'll be
2: what sign it didn't seinfeld's finale like come close isn't that wasn't that second i think i That's think that possible. was yeah yeah i remember that and MASH. But yeah that
1: last that last mash which is a real interesting episode a real downer but uh yeah that was crazy yeah
0: and then we haven't met like uh, in terms of cast bet midler was the was the like psychiatrist or whatever that
1: oh i forgot i didn't know that was her god i didn't was in this movie i didn't think of that so my next my next statement is this film this film for its obvious flaws is absolutely genius though because this proves what happens when you put an all-star cast with what was probably at the end of the day a mediocre script like, this film has a ton of flaws. This film, again, the ending does not make any sense. They just basically decided to end it. Um, but but the investment in the cast, which was huge, was the sole re- reason why they what, doubled or tripled it w- with what they made off this thing.
0: They went uh, 5X on the budget. Okay, yeah. five yeah.
1: times because this this was an absolute genius of, you know what, script's okay. It's not great. It's not the worst script. But we are going to get the cast we're going to pay the cast whatever we have to to make sure that this works because there's a lot of actors at that time that they could have got gone with who wouldn't have been train wrecks, but I guarantee you would not have got the same response from the audience that this did
0: let's Let's talk about the script for a second because and not not that any of us are like you know we we, we try to pretend we're uh we know what we're talking about when it comes to scripts and whatever, but this was a classic example I think of it, the movie starts with a premise yep. and then it, and then it goes from there. Like there's all kinds of movies like this. I'm just off the top of my head. When I was a kid, I remember uh, that rookie of the year movie where, Oh yeah. We so the the prep, yeah, we should do that. at We some should point. do that. The premise is, Hey, a kid, a 10 year old kid gets a bionic arm and pitches in the major leagues. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy if a kid, or maybe the premise is a kid pitches in the major leagues, right? And then you gotta figure out from there. You're like kind of you're kind of reverse engineering the script, right? Okay, well, how does he throw hard enough? Okay, he gets a bionic arm. Well, how does he get a bionic arm? Well, I don't know, he like breaks his arm and it's like all of a sudden it's a robotic arm, right? This was that kind of movie, right? Someone came up with someone woke up in the middle of the night and was like, huh. What if a man could read women's minds for like a week? and then it's like well how okay how would that happen was he born with it no because it'd have to be a guy that like stumbles into it in some way right well how would how would it happen and they came up with what if he got kind of electrocuted in the bathtub and it (laughs) sparked something in his brain right like
1: like, (laughs) that's where i got lost though Um, yeah like, all the ways, like yeah,
0: let's just yeah, that'll that'll be well, what yeah, happens it'll be great. Yeah, that's like, fine.
1: Huh? <laughs> it it would have been more like plausible in a fictional film if like he had been befriended by, you know, cuz he he was out, he was not good uh, to his his girlfriends and women in general, it would have been more plausible to have like a guy outside a bar say, "I can give you a gift or something," you know, like <laughs> yeah. oh, like a, like, a, like, a, like a and, like yeah. a genie or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, like a genie, and, as, yeah. as opposed to yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna barely get out of the bathtub, but not get out fully, and I'm going to. Uh, be so electric. you you
0: would have rather them. They were walking the line of, like, what's believable and not obviously because not walking the line. They crossed the line. It's like, oh, a man could be one. You'd rather yeah. them go all the way and be like, yes. just, just, have, go, yes. just have some, like, street vendor guy that has just, magical exactly. powers just give it to him. Just go okay. with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could see that.
2: All right. Let's, let's kind of continue down this path, too, because as I progress through the film, and I understand it kind of ruins a little bit of the plot, but I don't think the mind reading part is necessary in this film. Like I kind of would have rather just saw Mel Gibson being this womanizer guy working at an ad agency who has a woman boss come in and then he's trying to woo her. Like I, I don't know, mm. I, I can't provide necessarily what the solution would be if he couldn't read people's minds or women's minds, but I don't think it was necessary. Like really? I, I kind of, I would ra- oh, I I rather, but, but, I would have rather. Dude, it is literally the whole like every I, I laugh
0: in the movie is because of it, right. pretty much.
2: But I would have rather liked and enjoyed a movie where it's just him trying as this big bravado guy trying to pursue her and trying to figure out who she is and what she's like i i really just thought at the end of the day the mind reading part is not necessary in this
0: movie probably so what would okay all right declan so what would your all right hollywood (laughs) director writer declan you're gonna all right what is your elevator pitch for this movie to uh you know paramount pictures you got 30 seconds in an elevator what's and you're not, and it's not going to be Mel Gibson reads women's minds. What is the pitch?
2: All right, so Mel Gibson is a hotshot womanizer who works at an ad agency, and he gets a new boss that comes in, and every single time he's trying to woo her, she figures out a new wrinkle that he is just a piece-of-crap womanizer, and then she eventually starts falling in love with him. That's probably what I would have said. I don't yeah.
0: think that gets greenlit by Paramount that's, in the that's elevator, I think
2: that's it's totally been done okay. before. Yeah. And,
0: then, and then Judd comes in and says scrap that idea what if mel gibson for a week can read women's minds cold everything they're thinking yeah
1: and now they're like yes paramount green light it
0: yeah but that's also like the marketing hook to the movie right yes hey yes. everyone mel gibson can read everyone's mind right. it's gonna be you what you know what's he gonna stumble into
1: and it probably just by default because of how it, it was structured it became a, a big time date night film right because mm-hmm. it's like the guys will think yeah. it's funny and the women will think it's really funny and so yeah, I think if you just stripped it away and sort sort of nized it at the time, there we go, Clooney. Yeah, yes. yes, Clooney. I don't like. I'm that sure word. it does okay, but then it just loses the whole.
0: I feel like there's a bunch of like Clooney failed rom coms because of there's no hook. Sure. It's just like George what was Clooney. One he did
1: with was it with Meg Ryan? Clooney did don Dawn and I would to see it in the theater in the Let's early 2000s. George he did, did it a with J Lo, I think. Yeah, no, this was not, no, no, because Dawn has a crush on Clooney, and I think it was, I think it was a Meg Ryan film.
0: Let's it see definitely Let's was pull not. Up his... I don't remember J-Lo. All right, George Clooney filmography. He did that up-in-the-air movie, was really Love good. Love Great. Anna Kendrick Great is so good in that. Movie. Yeah. She is. Okay, money. so I'm just going to read through some George Clo- Clooney movies here. Out of right. sight, what was that one? That was like kind of a thriller Okay. crime comedy kind of a thing.
2: Judd, there's one where he did with Michelle Pfeiffer. In Michelle
0: Pfeiffer, thank you. One That's Fine it. Day. Okay. One Fine Day, yes. One Dawn and I went day. to see that in the theater. Okay.
2: What what year was that? 96. That was
0: 96. Oh, God, see, I'm getting 2000. And then I he did The, the Peacemaker anymore. with Nicole Kidman in 1997. He did a bunch of stuff. But, but again, these are all like forgettable sort of like, yeah. oh, it's like there's like a romance story, but none of them have the pizzazz of... Well, no, it's just because he was Dude, George Clooney would so have been great in this movie. If you yeah. replaced Mel Gibson go. with George Clooney, yeah.
2: Yeah. I like it a lot more.
0: Except I don't think he would
1: have agreed to trip on marbles and electrocute himself.
0: <laughs> you don't think his agent would have drawn a line there? I said, think oh, he would have been God. like, That's
1: not how George Some, That's not how George acts. Yeah. Some bartender
2: <laughs> pours him a whiskey meat and, and he takes too many of it and then too much of it and then all of a sudden he can just read people's
0: minds.
1: <laughs> Something you know what and you
0: get to that sweet spot of drunk That's it's a like, better yeah.
1: idea than what we got. Yes. I, I'm I'm with you on this. How they got there I didn't like. Yeah.
0: All right. Um my next statement is this era of movies and T V shows loved to glorify working at ad agencies.
2: Oh, <laughs> yes, I have
0: a statement on this. Dude, you had What Women Want, you had How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, you had Mad Men coming out a few years after this. I think that was like maybe five or six years after this. You know, you had and even in this movie, it's just like the ultimate ode to like a guy working atop an ad agency. It's probably what helped yep. subliminally put me into like wanting to go to yeah. ad uh, copywriting school. Friday
1: happy hour.
0: Yeah, we're drinking, we got our whiskey in the office, we're yeah. womanizing. Oh we got we it got Frank sort of a- Sinatra playing in the living room. It's yeah, it, a guy it was, smoking it cigarettes.
1: Was very much an ode to and I, I mean capped off brilliantly by mad men it was very much an ode to the 60s yeah because you're right it was all about the 60s
0: the glory days yeah let's let's and let's get in let's make the big pitch to the big company you know
1: misogynistic too which is you know the 60s yeah yep totally That's a great call
0: just great and there's call. probably other ones too like just ad agency themed movies and stuff but it really it was just like if you wanted if you had any aspirations to work at an agency at agency these movies and tv shows just put gas on the fire right. any other statements from you guys
1: i got one more um and so when his daughter goes to prom and he and she's upset because the boyfriend thinks that that they are going to consummate the relationship and then she doesn't want to and blah 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 yeah um I would guess that the price of your high school prom being at the Drake would put said high school out of business, <laughs> so I, I I'm curious how how many high schools have rented, and correct me if I'm wrong here, folks in Chicago, but I saw that like extravagant you know prom at the Drake main ballroom um the Drake is a or at least then was an elite hotel in downtown Chicago I mean ordinarily aren't high school proms lots of times at the high
2: school. Well, Uh, not necessarily. No, not in cities. Not in big cities. Not
0: Buffalo High School. No, we splurged for the Earl Brown Entertainment Center. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, anyway, like occurred to me. I I had two. I had we we rotated at least. That's not the case anymore. But we rotated between the Landmark Center and the River Center every other year at my high school. And then a lot of other ones. I we had a family friend who just graduated from high school. They did theirs at MoA. It was at Mall of America in the park, like in Camp Snoopy, if you will. That is where where the prom was. Yes, like music and everything? Yes. And then even Target Field's been in one too. They use the Legends Club as as a, as cool. a prom site. Well, they're yeah. always trying to rent that out. Mm-hmm. And
1: the Vikings are too. They're they're both in competition for like events, weddings and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. You kind of cool dude. Do yeah. You, yeah. You're you're to prom- the Drake Stadium? Be, yeah. The Drake would be very very
2: pricey. Uh it it, it is weird that Phil brought up the high lose a guy in 10 days park cuz I feel like this laid a lot of precursors to that movie. You're like laid the groundwork to cuz I wrote that down for was like this feels yeah. like a prequel kind of to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with a couple of yeah. ad agency stuff. That's just linked. In the America. guy
0: that the 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 swashbuckling guy that's cocky and everyone eats out of his hand the, the woman chemistry who needs film, to change. The chemistry
1: in that film was so good I thought compared to this.
0: I don't know. Well, that's kind of a kind of a spoiler alert I guess for the next category. Do you guys have any other Before we get, well, we can get to that category right now. You good? Dex? Dex? I'm good. Yep, I'm all right. I see. uh, I think I'm good, too. I'm good, too, here. Before we get to uh, the ranking categories here on Movie Rewinds with Mackie and Judd, a shout-out to our friends who are helping us enjoy summertime on the Lake Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Uh, There are three Power Lodge locations in the state of Minnesota, and there's one Miller Marine in St. Cloud. And all of them have glorious pontoons for you to enjoy the summer months on the lake. We call it throttle therapy around here, Judd.
1: We do indeed. And look at this. If you are watching right now, jumping into the water on a gorgeous summer day. And remember, summer, yeah, the 4th of July is gone, but plenty of time left. August, September, some of the best months to get out on on the lake. And what better way to do it than with or in a Bennington as you enjoy the Time before football season starts,
0: go to powerlodge.com or millermarine.com to uh check out their selection. Also, hey, it's not too late to lose some weight and feel better about there yourself is. this summertime. Livia is helping a lot of Score North listeners do just that.
1: Yep, and it, in fact, it started with me a couple of years back when I joined, uh, dropped 40 pounds. The most important thing is not only um, are the folks The uh, nutritionists and dietitians at Livia are going to help you drop that weight, but they're going to help you keep that weight off. They're going to be with you every step of the way, and they are going to help you uh, take the weight off. So all those clothes that perhaps don't fit now, guess what? They're going to fit and join today. You're going to get 50% off your personalized program you can lose up to 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. Imagine that, two weeks in, and you are down 10 pounds or more, and now the weight is starting to come off. And the best part, as I said, is it's going to stay off. You're absolutely going to love it. Voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year after year. 855-GO-LIVIA, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Livia days have arrived. Take advantage.
0: All right, boys. We got two categories here. I want a that's the wrong button. <laughs> that's right next that's to this We've been struggling. We've been struggling today with the buttons. That's, it, that's two for me today. I've never seen you miss two. I know. I I think I was getting cocky. Like I kind of I can do it no look sometimes now because I'm getting used to this new oh, setup. Oh, okay. And so oh, I. God. uh But what happened was, so I had it on the right one, but it must have drifted when I when I went for my ad copy. But uh, anyways, mm-hmm. so the first category is the definitive relationship rankings here. So we've done. I think let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We've done like sixteen. This is our seventeenth rom com we've done. And to this point, Jacob and Cal from Crazy Stupid Love are uh the couple. It's kind of an unorthodox because they're like the buddies in the movie, but yep. that's the that's the main relationship in the movie. Uh that's the only perfect ten that we've given out collectively. So the criteria is chemistry between the two main characters, the main relationship. Hitch and Sarah from Hitch are an eight point eight. And then three tied for third place. Noah and Allie from The Notebook. Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly from You've Got Mail. And Benjamin Barry and Andy Anderson from the aforementioned How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. The couples with the least amount of chemistry. Michael and Jules from My Best Friend's Wedding are at 2.7.
1: Despicable people again.
0: Kirk and Molly from She's Out of My League. Jerry and Dorothy from Jerry Maguire. And then Sam and Annie from Sleepless in Seattle. So how would you rate... Nick and Darcy's chemistry on a one to 10 scale for this movie. What did
1: um, Jerry and Dorothy, uh, what did they get as a cumulative score? A three. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to give them a three as well. Then I think it's the same exact thing. (sighs) Really, I think it's the same exact thing. And I would even argue that the relationships felt similar in the fact that they were sort of, Mm -hmm. it sort of felt forced. I'm giving them a three. I did not enjoy their chemistry, which how to lose a 10 guy in 10 days, I thought did
2: a good job. So I, again, this is where my, my big problem with this movie kicks in. He can read her mind. So like, I have a hard time judging their chemistry. If he knows her thoughts, like how, how do we seriously really draw this up one through 10? If he can read her mind,
0: I like where you're going. It's difficult. I think you're overthinking it. I am not. I sort of like, I sort of, I'm not his ability to read her mind plays into whether or not he has chemistry. So.
2: But he, but that means you could have yeah. chemistry with anyone if you could read their mind. But you but Judd's
0: saying despite the fact that he can read her mind. I still don't think it worked great. <laughs> right. I still don't <laughs> think it
1: worked great. Right.
2: Uh, for me, I'm going to give it a five because it's yeah. just, I, I can't really give it, it's it's not perfect and it's not one of the best ones we've done and I don't think it's, it's certainly not as bad as Jerry Maguire. It's not as bad as my best friend's wedding. Um, I have a soft spot for, for uh, she's out of my league, but I would give it a five because I think that's only as fair as I can do it. If you can read her mind.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a six for me. So I guess I'm the highest, but I'm, I'm also not, I, the more we talk about like George Clooney, I think George Clooney would have found a way to make this a nine between those two. I think you're, yes. right. I think you know, you're right. even the way that she, yes, exactly she kind of looks at him the entire movie. Like he's an alien.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, she, like,
1: she clearly doesn't trust him.
0: Yeah. And then it turns out she had reason not to trust him. And even just, like, so there's, like, the character chemistry, but then there's just, like, the actor-actress chemistry. Right. And it just it kind of felt like Mel Gibson was playing Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt was playing Helen Hunt, and they, like, merged together in some scenes. That's kind of how it felt to me.
1: And part of what I like is, is just to to go back to one of my statements, at this point in time, Marissa Tomei's character, I thought, had, and it, it could be combative, but had good chemistry. With the actor, like like her and Carell are hilarious. I thought, and now yeah. she hates him supposedly. But but I think that if you go back and look at this run for Helen Hunt and Phil, like you said, it's pretty impressive. I don't know that there was one where I'm like, oh my god, the chemistry was good. Because Twister, she- Twister, I didn't like uh, the the uh, the tornadoes were cool at the time, but the chemistry's not great. Yeah, her and what, Phil pullman just, right she's just kind of a lone ranger maybe you know
0: maybe yeah. she's just a little well bit actually of a, i don't
1: know actually it's funny it felt like what they were trying to do continually and i don't think it worked on the big screen but it worked on the small screen okay was in mad about you her and paul riser were believable but i don't know that we ever got that in a in a film
0: yeah yeah that's a good point about the the, the tv show i guess i had because that's that's also how she's like that's the launching pad yeah just uh that yeah the, the 90s kind of started with that for her i think it was on so, after
1: seinfeld right or before seinfeld
0: i don't remember 90s. that specifically i'm
1: pretty sure yeah it, hmm. it did well
0: those were more like really adult fun. targeted tv shows and i was a, a kid no, looking was... for full house and step by step but <laughs> uh, that makes it a 4.7 out of 10 uh so it's just ahead of President Shepard and Sidney Ellen Wade from The American President, and just behind Melanie and Redneck Jake from Sweet Home, Alabama. So Yeah, that's another one. And that brings us to the overall entertainment value of this movie. On a 1 to 10 scale, the only perfect 10 we have in the rom-com department is Crazy Stupid Love, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Hitch, and 10 Things I Hate About You all, a 9 or above. At the very bottom... Uh, the lowest score we've given out is a 5.3, tied uh, between My Best Friend's Wedding and The American President, Sweet Home Alabama, and She's Out of My League, and Fever Pitch, all below a 6.5. So those are the, the worst. <laughs> 1 to 10 scale, how entertaining was this movie?
1: You know what? So I've ripped it quite a bit, but I'm going to go back to what I thought was the most important thing, which is the casting is really good. So, like, yeah, the film doesn't necessarily make sense, but it's not like it's not like, oh, my God, this film sucks. I'm going to give it a 7. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was okay. like, as far as a mindless film goes, mm-hmm. um, it didn't ask a lot, but they, the fa- the fact that they paid so much in casting clearly paid off because it wasn't like, oh my God, the acting sucks. It didn't suck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a seven for a sort of late 1990s, early aughts like film.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a five for me. Wow. I like yeah. It's it's not a painful one to get through, but I just I didn't really find myself loving this movie. I would not stop and rewatch this movie. That is really a, a, that is a change the channel. Keep I surfing actually might on the stop guy. Stop on this one once in a while. Chilling at, hol- chilling at the holiday, chilling at the Holiday Inn, killing some time before dinner. No, I'm not stopping. Um, um, on. What women you want? What women want? Or yeah, wherever you know until six. Um, but yeah, five. It's it's a five. Uh, it's a five out of ten for me. Again, I've I have, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a problem with the major point of this movie, so I can't really get by all the way into it. <laughs> So it's a
0: five. I want to know what you would give if you if you could watch the version of the movie that you pitched You're, earlier. You what, a, what you we would wouldn't give. be doing oh, it. It's a nine for uh, sure. Nine. It's a great film. This one scene. <laughs> so I re- this is definitely a stop and watch movie for me. I I you know this movie is super far out there, but I really like this movie. It's an eight for me. Hmm. I can't put it on the level of like forgetting Sarah Marshall or Hitch right. or. Or uh how to lose a guy in ten days. It's not it's not on the like Mount Rushmore level, but it's a I love this movie. Uh flaws and all. So with that, it's a six point seven average score between us tying it with fifty first dates and just behind sleepless in Seattle and while you were sleeping. So That's fair. There you go.
2: I think that's okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I think part of uh Dex you, your bias, which I totally get, is you are what, seven at this point in time? I just turned eight. Okay. So you had just turned eight. So like this film at that time sort of was reflective of films then too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you compare it to films now, it's probably a four or five, but if you compare it to that time, it's solid. So yeah, I I think Phil and I are probably a little bit more sympathetic to the era in which it was shot, which was, which was at a sort of a different time.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think, and for now just because Vikings training camp is going to take up a lot of our time and Uh, Chunks of our Friday shows, we are going to put movie rewind or movie reviews, I should say, with Mackie and Judd on the shelf for now. We may bring it back at some point before the end of the year. We'll keep taking your suggestions for movies. A lot of people have wanted us to do just straight up comedy movies. Like there's a lot of great just 90s and early 2000s. You know, think about the Will Ferrell comedies, and right. Um, that would open up a really wide new avenue for us. And I think part of the charm of the genres we've chosen is we get to kind of poke fun at these movies. Yep. You can't really like poke fun at uh, the hangover. Right. Right. Cause it's poking fun at itself. Yeah. yeah. So Back I even did
2: like Sarah Marshall, like that, that was even like, oh, is this too good of a movie for us to yeah. do? You know, like even, yeah. even that is that falls into that same vein as well.
0: Yeah. So we'll have to take it into consideration if there's other genres that we can branch out into, but there's still a lot of meat on the bone of action movies and sports movies and rom coms. So keep the suggestions coming in those three categories. And uh, we'll be back at some point with more movie reviews with Mackie and Judd.